0: Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. It's 11.59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with Music and the Truth Until Dawn. Right now, i got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. we we'll be live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour or so. So uh, tonight is Tuesday. Each night we uh, feature, or each week, each day of the week we feature a different topic, and on Tuesdays it's the Second Amendment for 2A Tuesday. And uh, each week we focus on a different state, and I guess I need to set up a poll over here. Uh, this week it's Massachusetts. So I don't know if we have any experts out there in Massachusetts tonight. Uh, we do the show live on YouTube. And then we uh, take the audio and visual of it and post that out onto different platforms to distribute it. Some of those are podcasting and some of those are visual. So for the people that are visual, uh, there's a poll over here. And we're going to say which state should we focus on next week. And we have a couple of options for you. One would be, I'm going to just grab them all real quick. One would be Idaho, state of Idaho, where all the potatoes come from. I believe uh, potatoes were invented there. And then we have Arizona, state where all the rocks come from. Big holes in the ground were invented here. We have Newark, that's the way they pronounce it there. Nothing was invented there. Misery, maybe. And then North Dakota. Nobody knows about North Dakota. There you go. You can vote on it. So if you're one of the lucky people, the very few... Honorable people that show up, the sophisticated people that show up for the live the live show, they're the ones that vote. They're the ones that decide the fate of next week's state is in their hands. All right. So uh, we also on Tuesdays like to feature a couple other things, including an organization and an activist. And since I'm lazy and I just got done reading two hours worth of heinous gun control, you can pick the organization and the gun rights activist, or at least you can suggest them and I'll pick one out of there that I feel like talking about, because I can talk about it all of them. I know all of them. So uh, I'm looking for my book over here that I use, and we'll dig into Massachusetts. It's pronounced Massachusetts, people that live there. All right, come on. What did I put it somewhere? Did I throw it away? Oh, I do remember doing something with it, and I thought, oh, I better not move it. Oh, nope, there it is right there. Got to move all my other crap out of the way here, and then we can get started. So one of the projects, thanks to our Patreons, who give me the time to work on the projects that we work on, uh, one of the projects that we worked on in 2020 was an uh, attempt one of many attempts to get the information from the minuteman university project which is a website we'll go over there real quick and take a look minuteman university i talk about it all the time but for those of you that have not been there before let's open it up big make it easier to see like it says here it's skills and resources for second amendment activists and 2a advocates So skills and resources. Skills has to do with creating content that we got down and we've offered that for a long time. You got your building online projects, creating websites, having live conversations, funding your projects, photography, social media, software. Obviously there's a lot more we could add over there and some of these break out into more topics. And then communication. The other part of skill is having the ability to communicate. So Using technology, using the internet, we've got uh, guns in language, and then our gun debate library, which is barely started, and then the verbal judo, the ability of having uh, some strategy when you're having discussions with people. And you can see some of these go off into uh, multiple areas. The resources side is what I've been addressing first in this project. So we have things like our history, the laws, the organizations, the individuals that make up the organizations, and then the industry. So the industry includes manufacturers and uh, the uh, facilities, the infrastructure. i got a little bit about the antis in here, and then a bit about the uh, gun debate library, which should actually be over there. For some reason, it's in the wrong place on the menu, probably because it's a big thing and it just got mixed up. And for whatever reason i can't get the menu open come on seriously come on man it's because i zoomed in too far so let's go out a little bit and now i can get to that menu and see the last one. Oh, international firearms issues so basically minuteman university has uh, a lot to it it's very big it's very old already it's been uh being built for about seven years and There's a lot of information here that organizes and offers insight and links to all kinds of different information. So having it in a website is great because it's huge and it's expandable and it's uh, searchable. It's electronic. You can link to it and it's handy for lots of different ways, but it's also handy to have all this stuff in a book. So every once in a while. I'll attempt to spend a whole bunch of time, thanks to our Patreons who give us, make that even possible in the first place, to, what I'm trying to do, click this off there, take all that information, or at least some of it, and put it into a publication, something that we can hold in our hands, right? So this is uh, an attempt to put that Minuteman University project into a publication. However, uh, well, I mean, it did okay. However, when I printed this particular one, I printed it goofy, and I didn't put the paper in the right way in the printer, so it's kind of all messed up. This is the one I use as the uh, uh, for the show on Tuesdays, but uh, whenever I have these printed, you can grab one of these over at our gear website store, and then you could also have all this information at your fingertips. So today we're dealing with Massachusetts. All right, so uh, we have some common information at the top of the page, and then we talk about the organizations, the locations, the industry, and the individuals. Uh, Each page is a little bit different because each state is a little bit different. We're going to start out, and by the way, you who might be watching this live uh, are supposed to be picking an organization and an activist for us to be talking about today. All right, so next up is Massachusetts. And looks like it was the sixth state to be admitted into the Union back on February. Why isn't this thing focusing? I know why, because I've been screwing with it. February of uh, 1788. I got to get this thing in focus. Hold on. I just got to rub my robot's eye a little bit. It's no big deal. Just poking my robot in the eye. It's all for good. See, now you can read it, right? Am I crazy? You can read it. Maybe not. Let me just rub around the robot eye like this, and that usually does it. Oh no, that totally didn't do it. it. Went the wrong way. There it is. Okay, now we can read just like if you had good glasses on. This is the way robots see. Okay, so it was admitted to the Union February 6th, 1788. It was the sixth date, and their flag, I'm guessing, is weird because it's, what, is it just white with a little thing in the middle? Is that a flag, really? It's not really. I'm going to go look it up. Massachusetts flag. Massachusetts flag. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they have a white flag with a little blue spot in the middle. They gave up when they started ranking their state. They just gave up right away and made it on a white flag. I can't even imagine. And then a bunch of people were like, yeah, let's have a white flag. That's awesome. And then just put a tiny little spot of blue. Make it so small you can't tell what's going on. It'll They'll just think we're surrendering. Ugh, Massachusetts. Sorry. So all but nine states have a Second Amendment. Massachusetts does have a Second Amendment. And look how big it is. I had to write it so small I can barely read it. So let's try this here. So this is their Declaration of Rights, Article 17. The people have a right to keep and bear arms for the common defense. And as in time of peace armies are dangerous to liberty, they not They ought not to be maintained without the consent of the legislature and the military power shall always be held in an exact subordination to the civil authority and be governed by it. Whoa, that's their state constitution. Let me read that again. I'm all into reading. I've been reading for two hours. The people have a right to keep and bear arms for the common defense. And, as in time of peace, armies are dangerous to liberty. They ought not be maintained without the consent of the legislature. And by military power and the military power shall always be held in an exact subordination to the civil authority and be governed by it. Dang, that's crazy. I didn't read all these. I just copied and pasted them. So this might be the first time I read that. That's crazy. All right. Open carry with permit. All right. Concealed carry may issue 400,000 permits. One of the sections we have in this is a uh, a list of all the states. And uh, so we can see like what order their concealed carry permits are. Here they are. It's a little hard to find because uh, the book's all cattywampus. is that the right word? It's all out of skew. But a uh, number of... Permits, Massachusetts at four hundred thousand. You might think, oh, well, that's not very many. No, that's a lot. Massachusetts. If I did it in order of the most, Florida, Massachusetts is like if we don't count Vermont, two, four, wait, ten, twelve, fourteen. Fourteenth out of fifty states. Massachusetts has more concealed carry permits than Colorado. Wisconsin, Arizona. We have constitutional carry though, Kentucky, and they have a higher population. I bet uh, Kentucky, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Minnesota, eh, and then other states. So Massachusetts, four hundred ah, pages are falling out. Hold on, four hundred thousand per ah, Crap, close the wrong page. 400,000 permits. All right. Massachusetts, does they have anything to do with guns? Let's find out. They don't have a state firearm. They don't have constitutional carry yet. They don't have suppressors for hunting. Amazing. Uh, it's May issue. Yep. They only issue in May. You can carry around in May, and then in April you have to take it off. So, let's see. National Skeet Shooting Association was created in Massachusetts in 1920. Uh, the National Governing Body for Skeet Shooting in the USA. That's in Andover, Massachusetts. There's a bunch of jokes about that, I'm sure. Then we have the Gun Owners Action League. League excuse me. Gun Owners Action League. Goal is what it's called. That's their logo. One of the first online... Uh, one of the first gun owners, state-level gun owners' rights groups that went online. Uh, they've been on organizations from 1974. Is a member-supported organization whose sole focus is to protect and restore Second Amendment rights for Massachusetts residents. And uh, I would say one of the first pro-gun websites I found when I started doing stuff was the Goal website. Then you've got the Liberal Gun Club. Oh, I would have thought they were in California, but I guess they're in Massachusetts. Started in Massachusetts in 2008 in Newton. I wish I could say more good stuff about the Liberal Gun Club, but I'm only going to remain neutral. So I try to be as optimistic as possible. The best I can give you is neutral on the Liberal Gun Club. Uh, They have the Westchester, I think. Collectors' gun and knife shows, seven hundred tables, since 1984. That's in Marlborough. I have no idea if they're still happening as of 2020. Of course, when I wrote this, I uh, was before the stress. So uh, this was uh, an attempt to put some of the bigger promoters, give them some uh, coverage. Uh, not necessarily the shows, but the promoters themselves. And uh, somebody from Massachusetts would have to tell us if that's uh, if they're still doing shows hopefully they are now you've got the real springfield armory everybody gets confused because a bunch of people who later became anti-gun bought the name of springfield armory from somebody and are using it somehow and they even put the, the the crest and you know basically make it look like they have anything to do with the actual springfield armory which is um Started as a museum in 1978, but it was our first armory and our first museum. I think, if I'm remembering, I know it's our first armory. Uh, maybe it's our second armory, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, but it's definitely our one of our oldest armories. This is where all the Garands were built, or most of the Garands were built. Most of the M1 Springfields were built in this building, or in this facility. Uh, they still have 10,000 guns there, with 1,500 of on display. It opened as a museum in 1978 with this main building. Uh, And then uh, additionally in Massachusetts, you've got another museum which holds the Smith & Wesson collection, the Smith & Wesson Gallery of Firearms History and Wood Museum is in Massachusetts. I wonder if Toby's ever been to the Wood Museum over there. Uh, 1,600 guns, 150 of them on display. It was created in 1995 in Springfield. And I think it's not necessarily Smith & Wesson's collection. It was something like Smith & Wesson's wife or Smith's wife had a collection and eventually gave it to that museum or something like that. I'm trying to remember. So as far as famous people in Massachusetts, I don't think there were any. Oh, no, wait, there were a whole, whole bunch. So you've got Horace Smith and... His buddy, Wesson, which created the Volcanic, which created lever-action rifles. And they sold that to Winchester when they got bored of it. And then they created the revolver, at least the modern revolver with a board-through cylinder. They got that patent, let that guy deal with defending the patent for the board-through cylinder. They used it uh, under his uh, license in their revolver with their cartridge, which was the 22 short invented by these two dudes. 22 short, first cartridge and first revolver with a board three cylinder that used cartridges. Innovative, made in Massachusetts, who would have known? Later on, you have people like Melvin Johnson who made the uh, Johnson rifle. There's actually one of these with a sporterized stock in uh, at the um, pot of gold auctions. So if you're looking at the pot of gold auctions, you can check out a Johnson rifle. I've only ever held like two or three and I've only ever seen like one that was really for sale in my whole life. Donsons are not hanging out very often. I've seen them at gun shows, I guess, for sale. Maybe, I don't know, six to 10 altogether, ever in my whole life. So anyway, you got Smith, you got Wesson, and then you got some businesses. So you got the company Smith & Wesson, founded in 1856. Then you've got Stephen Arms, which started in 1864 a couple of years later in Chicopee Falls. Then you got Ivor Johnson that started in 1871 and they were in Massachusetts until 1993 and they booked out of there. Then you have, or I think they went out of business or they got bought because they're still in Ivor Johnson's. I don't know where they are now though, Florida. Anyway, you got Harrington Richardson from 1871 to 2015. I don't know if they got bought or went out of business. DJ might know. Then you got Savage, uh, founded in 1894. That dude was Savage. If you ever, uh, there's, there needs to be a movie made about Savage. He's a cool dude. Then you got Yankee Hill Machine, YHM, founded in 1951 in East Hampton. Um, they almost started them in Hampton, but then it was cheaper to be in East Hampton. Then you've got Tallow, which is the... Um, What the heck does tallow stand for? I don't know if tallow does stand for something. Wait. Yeah, it does. Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. So I don't know how they started in Massachusetts, but I guess they did. Um, 1965 in Framingham. Did you know that tallow stands for Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma? I bet you didn't know that. Then you got Troy. Troy Industries started in 2003 in Massachusetts. Thompson Center started in 1967 in New Hampshire but then in 2007 they moved to Springfield. Uh luckily I wrote Springfield instead of putting a state in there because every single state has a Springfield so I don't know where they moved. Then we've got Gemtech, if I had an editor then that kind of sloppiness wouldn't be in my book. Let's see, then we got uh Gemtech since 1976 they were in idaho and then in 2017 they moved to springfield oh so maybe that's saying that uh, thompson was in new hampshire and then they moved to springfield massachusetts so i was mistaken that i was mistaken i wasn't actually mistaken so there you go that was a bunch of organizations that are there but what's this dude now we also have riding shotgun with charlie one of the activists who probably nobody even brought up but whatever activist in massachusetts we also now know toby with uh, rapid fire radio it's too late two years later but we would probably put toby in here if we we're making this right now uh so each of these pages was one state so this is information that we've collected over the years and put it on the Minuteman university website you can go over there and search for state and stuff uh, but uh this is designed to be something you can have nearby if we're having a conversation in a chat or if you're having a discussion with somebody and you want to reference something or just do something i try to make it visual at least for me i uh, do better when i can have some visual uh stuff to cue off of and then uh the idea was to to do these projects because there's a lot of data again over on the, the pro- on the minuteman university website so the idea was to take some of these and put them into Usable chunks right so one page per state. We've done some others that are calendar centric like an almanac one uh, page per week so basically a 50 page book one page per state just a page or two on each end for a little fluff and then uh, Some of the states that didn't have as much stuff to offer we filled it in with like we saw the, the ranking all the different CCW uh, numbers of CCWs for the states. This is a chunk on Olympic shooting, a little bit of the history of Olympic shooting. We have ranking all the indoor shooting ranges. Well, not all of them, but the biggest of indoor shooting ranges. There's another one in here somewhere for outdoor shooting ranges. But one of the reasons I'm explaining that we have these sections here is because this section is all the people that helped make this book possible. Actually, not that many people. This many people on the left here. Chris, Christopher, Alan, which is Daniel, uh, Brian, that's probably uh, barbecue. Carrie, I can't I put everybody's first name in here, but a lot of these people are locked and loaded. That's DJ um, Nolan. this is Gun Library Garrett. And anyway, so what is this? Two, four, six, eight, ten. Uh, what is it? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty 16, 18, 20 people made this book possible. I mean, our patrons give me time to put stuff together, but you, know, you have to organize this and figure it all out. So uh, those uh, couple of people made it possible. So thanks to that. And the way that we said thanks to that in the book itself is if I can ever find the page again, that um, over on the inside here, we've got a thank you on each page to the people that, uh, that made the page possible. So thanks to Gun Library Garrett for making Massachusetts possible. When we do the next one, we've got a lot more maps. This was the crappy first version of the information map I tried to make or an infographic map. And I tried to get too much on one map, I think. I tried to get CCW in there, open carry, constitutional carry, hunting with a suppressor and state firearms all in this one map. And it just didn't make sense. So we're gonna have a lot more maps in the next one. And anyway, yeah, that's this uh, Massachusetts i've never been there at least if i have been there i don't remember it It must have been when i was a little kid so thanks to the people that are out there that uh spread the word charlie toby others uh rupan is from massachusetts it turns out he probably told us that before and i just don't retain stuff from the east coast i can't retain metric uh locations as good as some people so that was oh i'm not screen sharing there we go that was the uh state portion of the show now let's go see if we got some good good suggestions for activists taking a quick look over at the poll for what state we're going to look at next week we got two votes for arizona one vote for idaho and All right, when did it cut out what was I saying this is Internet censorship because we're talking about guns and because we're so authentic. All right. After state info. So you all are supposed to be voting on state what you're doing and supposed to be giving us some. Ideas for organizations to check out and activists to start out i was going to say hey to wesley for jumping in first dj came in second woods came in third Smeggy was fourth uh hey what's all that about um woods well i already got woods in there is that all that's out here is just the four of you okay that's everybody and then alex so we're looking for some an act let's go with an organization first let's see going through the list here pink pistols and blazing swords um a girl and a gun No, Tallow is a place that makes guns. Uh, they, they customize guns. They buy lots, you know, chunks of production runs and then customize them specifically. And then people buy them and sell them. Like gun shops buy them. Uh, do, 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 do. We, you were reviewing recommendations, I guess, for orgs? Yeah, there's only the two. So I don't know nothing else about Pink Pistols other than they started... Or LGBTQ or whatever they were called in 2000, and then Blazing Swords was created after the uh, thing in Florida. And Blazing Swords was uh, Aaron, who was uh, was the boss of Blazing Swords, and the deal there was to create a directory, I guess, of instructors who would instruct LGBTQ whatever, and. That was it. And then that was designed to give people who wanted to uh, an opportunity to help folks and folks who wanted a chance to train, gave them some training. So it was a, a meeting type of a situation. And then Pink Pistols never was nothing. So Pink Pistols somehow was nothing. And then all of a sudden was a piece of Blazing Swords. And then I haven't heard nothing about it. So I don't know if anything's been happening from that um but that's there's not much to say since the now after the announcement that they were merging has anybody heard much from them and i don't know if it's just they went back to not being an organization which they could have done or they just haven't had anything to do like you know if they're not reactionary if they're reactionary and there's nothing to react to then we're just you know they're just there but then what was the other one was Girl and a Gun. I have to go look up Girl and a Gun again, because I know that one of them, I'm pretty sure I'm mixing up the origin stories at this part. So a girl and a gun. Oh, look how slow my internet is. Come on, the internet. I'm using my backup Internet because I just had bad Internet connection and my backup Internet's getting mad. We'll go to the About Us page. Seriously, I got to click on two buttons to get to the About Us page. Girl in a Gun Shooting League is a ladies only organization established by women shooters for women, pistol, rifle and shotgun shooters. The league is designed to take beginners to whatever skill level they wish to achieve and provide experienced shooters with more opportunities. The objective of some is to improve their skills for some self-defense and others competitive shooting. Others also are interested in learning how to choose the right guns, gear, and accessories for long-term participation in the community. That's an interesting way of saying it. It goes on and on. And do they talk about their origin story? Leadership team. So Juliana Crowder is the one who started it. Is a dreamer, teacher, and a leader. She empowers women to take personal responsibility for their safety by learning the proper handling and use of firearms and invites women to participate at the shooting range. Although she was raised around firearms and married a Marine, it wasn't until 2004 that Juliana just developed an interest in the competitive action, shooting, hunting, and self-defense. right. So and then Robin Sandoval and Tatiana Whitlock is their training director now. So. I don't know these other girls. And let's see, Robin is a converted anti-gunner who shares her journey from gun control to gun rights. Robin is co-owner and executive director of Girl in a Gun Women's Shooting League and manages the day to day operations of the organization. She's a certified pistol instructor, range safety officer, and is trained under many notable instructors. She's a recreational and competitive shooter in several sports and disciplines. She serves on the board of directors and advisory board of the D.C. Project and regularly meets with members of Congress. She famously says moms who make demands to take our rights don't speak for moms like me. Robin is the managing editor for Women in Guns magazine and is a frequent speaker at national conferences and podcasts on gun-related issues. She was on the cover of Time magazine in November of 2018, and her profile is displayed at the Buffalo Bill Center of the West Museum for her advocacy work. She was honored with the 2019 Defender of Liberty Award from the Second Amendment Foundation. She holds a a Bachelor of Arts from St. Edward's University. Uh, I didn't say all that stuff about Juliana, but uh, she participated in uh, IDPA and was often the only woman at a match. She would see women there with their husbands, but was always sitting on the sidelines. So this is really, this portion is the origin story of Girl in a Gun. On February 28th, 2011, she held her first Girls Night Out, a casual, unintimidating event on safe shooting, followed by girl talk at a restaurant afterwards. So basically a girl invited some friends to start hanging out. And then that started a massive organization that's now probably, depending on which angle you're looking at it, the top level female focused organization dedicated, definitely if you look at it, dedicated to both training, awareness and advocacy, then it's the largest because DC Project doesn't train at all. DC Project doesn't have any kind of shooting at all, except for like for fun. So you could say Girl in a Gun is the most effective, largest female focused second amendment advocacy organization on earth. Yeah, I think you could. So it got it start by one lady taking her friends out to chat after going shooting. Has anyone ever done that before? Have you ever thought about the potential consequences with a little deliberate action and uh, setting goals and and getting help to achieve those goals? What the effect can be and what the uh, consequences could be? Only a few girls showed up. Oh, damn. So she probably gave up and didn't even do it again. Probably talk shit about it online. But each week, a few more would come. Using the simple format, she has helped bring thousands of women into the shooting community. Juliana is a passionate speaker on women's issues and gun and as gun owners. Wait. Juliana is a passionate speaker on women's issues as gun owners. Women's issues as gun owners can still carry and second amendment issues. No, no, that's yeah, it's wrong. I knew it was gonna be wrong. I could have mansplained this sentence to him better, but whatever. Uh action shooting sports and firearms education she has been on the blaze whatever these places are i don't know she was miss september in the 2012 bond arms fight like a girl calendar as co-owner and founder juliana shares the mission of girl in a gun she's a certified nra instructor range master level one certified licensed carry instructor in the state of texas and certified pilates instructor that's like parkour i think so uh, there you go. So I've met both of them, I think a couple of times, and uh, they're super cool. They've been in Arizona, they've been in uh, other places where I've been at, and I've said, "Hey to them, and I got patches from them, which is also cool. So girl in a gun, like say, is not the one with the giant truck that is what is that one called? We talked about that one last time. Girl the girls who shoot, no. But anyway, that's not that one, and it's not AWA, which turned to WAW, was Well-Armed Women, and now it's Armed Women of America. That's the other one. So the other one I'd have to double check on is the other one. This one is the one that started with Juliana going to matches and being bored and then getting her friends to go, why don't we have our own match? And then, boom, now it's a match. And instead of just teaching each other how to shoot faster or buy more garbage to make their guns shoot faster, uh, they shoot, then they quit, and then they have fun. And then also, they're advocates. And Girl in a Gun brings 600 ladies to Colorado each year and up trains them, gives them skill building, makes them into better instructors, but also activists and they're not fooling around i mean that's the dc project is heavily invested in this so or you know they're a lot of the ladies are in both projects so when they get together in colorado 600 deep and start talking about guns and our rights and our descendants rights chicks seem to dig it when they you know they care about their kids or whatever often so uh yeah pretty awesome organization one of the reasons why gun control has been so ineffective because of those two ladies got together. Well, one lady started hanging out with her other friends and then Robin started helping her out. So there's two organizations for one. I don't know anything about pink pistols or blazing swords other than what I told you. And now I, you know what I know about girl in a gun. And I guess we'll use those as the uh, advocates also, because we just talked about Aaron and Juliana and Robin. Let's see. All right. So I think that's everybody. Pilates is stretching for parkour. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, with that, DJ's dropping some links for stuff. I guess we're going to choose Arizona for next week. I have uh, talked about this week. We've talked about the organization and the activist which effectively is three layers of 2A. That's pretty good 2A in. Uh, we just got done reading, what, an hour and 45 minutes worth of the heinous new infra- infringements. Uh, they're pretty heinous. So there's a lot to be concerned about in there. And there's a new couple of new strategies uh, that are at play. And I don't know if there's anything to do about this one other than watch it come through and we'll be interested to see how people react. It'll be interesting to see how people hype it up or complain about it or ignore it. That'll be interesting. And yeah, it will be um, uh, something to pay attention to. We know we have other things happening. So uh, those of you who are putting in the work, thank you for that. Thank you for those who are making it possible for the rest of us to put in work. And let's see, we go with the end of the poll. I'll take the results of that and shove it into the comments so I don't forget. We'll be back tomorrow with the uh, tactical quiz. We'll be back next Monday with uh, Sharon from, I don't know, Washington Civil Rights Organization or something. But I don't actually know the name of her organization that she was working with. Off the top of my head, but uh, S.A. Hindcliff from Washington is going to be on next Monday. I should probably learn how to say her name better before she's actually on the show and I sound like an idiot. But uh, that's a good one. Uh, She's awesome and has offered to come. I guess I already have everything halfway in here. Has offered to come on the show uh, on the regular. So we're going to do the initial interview and then um, potentially um uh, going forward have her on like once a month to eh, well you know chat about 2a maybe interested in chatting about 2a once in a while stuff like that um i have to now not save this i guess thanks Streamyard. yard all right so it did turn into arizona thanks to dj's uh work in the vote thanks to everybody who stayed up this late And uh, for those of you who are listening in the podcast, we're getting quite a few views over there. I understand that when people use the podcast platforms, it's often, uh, you know, you hork the audio off of there and stick it on a, what do they call it? A cassette player or whatever. And you listen to it while you're exercising or whatever you do, walking and jogging or whatever. But uh, so if you're not using the the podcast platforms as social media platforms in type in comments, totally understandable. If you do, please leave us a comment. It lets us know which platforms to spend our effort on, which one, which icons to make larger, you know, for example. But uh, if you're listening and you don't use those things as platforms, uh, consider jumping over to our Patreon saying, hey, come jump over to our YouTube or our Instagram. That's the places, those three places are the ones we use most often on the daily. And then uh, if you're on one of those other platforms, like Minds, which is pretty neat, or Locals, or, well, there's a whole bunch of them out there. If you're on one of those, again, uh, subscribe to the channel and say, hey, so that we know what platform out there we should spend more time on. There's a lot of them. We like to have coverage out there, but the ones we spend our time on are the ones we know there's people out there. So with that, uh, thanks again for watching and listening. We will be back tomorrow with the tactical quiz. Lots of stuff to check out. We suggest you check out the uh, community tab on our big channel, where whenever we see something interesting, we post a link to it so that you can uh, have an eye on what is focused on our Second Amendment. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007, and since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. Tonight's episode, episode tonight's episode the ripoff thank you for supporting our projects if you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee check out our patreon channel The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching. Gunwebsites.com